<laughs> Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father, none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by tonight, oh, only by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What up? Trey Stinky Fingers Jose is out sick. He's down with the sickness. Uh, so he is not with us tonight. Uh, but we hope he recovers well and makes it back for our matchup episode. And at least we do still have his input. So we, you know, we, oh, yeah. we have our list of guys and he's put his, his two cents in and we'll be uh, letting you know what he says on it. And that's about what it's worth. Two cents. Such <laughs> 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 <Flesh> an ass. <laughs> Throwing daggers while he's not here. He can't even defend himself. To defend himself. But that's okay. You know, that's what friends are for. Um... Today, we have a week nine waiver episode for you with a little bit of buy or sell at the end, and I guess I should mention to follow us, like us, holler at us on Twitter, at the FF Fathers, if you haven't already. We appreciate the support and the love, or the hate, whatever, we'll take it all. Um Give us likes, subscribe if you're feeling frisky, uh, or if you like the content, we will be putting out waivers and matchup episodes every single week as of right now, and hopefully get into more specialized episodes when we can find the free time, because this is um, all in our free time right now, <laughs> so <laughs> which is limited. Doing it for the love. Yeah, it's all for the love. Um <clears throat> So let's start off with, uh, well, it's been kind of a crazy day, first of all. Uh, Derrick Henry news, um, you know, some other injuries around the the NFL, plus a uh, major blockbuster trade, Von Miller going to the Rams. Um, Rams are going all in for a Super Bowl run. Not really fantasy relevant, but it does make that defense even a little bit more stingy than they already were. For sure. I mean, because they already have a good pass rushers. You're adding in, you know, an eight-time Pro Bowler. He's an All-Pro player, and when he if he gets to go out on the field for only sixty percent of snaps instead of a hundred percent of defense snaps, it's just that much more dangerous. Um, it is interesting though that the Rams are going like NBA style. They're building through free agency and trades, and not yep. through the draft like the traditional you know NFL powers would. It's a gamble, but I mean, it seems to be working. Yeah, we'll see what the after effect of this will be. Interesting to see how it all, you know falls out if they even do end up getting a Super Bowl from it because, I mean, they're the definition of all-in. I think this is the most all-in we've seen a team go in quite some time. Um, so, and maybe, you know, it, it'll be the new the new way of um, operating for the front offices. Who knows? Maybe. But um, if, it, if it works out for them. But, yeah, that defense is tough, and it just got even tougher. So, um Derrick Henry going down for what is looking like the season. Maybe he'll be back for the actual real NFL playoffs, but for fantasy purposes, it seems his year is about done. So we'll get into some waiver wire guys, obviously. Yeah. About that. Uh, I mean, they're saying injury, the, the early season back is six weeks, which would be great, but they're saying that's extremely unlikely. So uh, looking probably more closer to the, the eight or ten weeks, that's really rough, and that basically yeah, it goes your season. And for most people, that goes your first-round draft pick, which really sucks. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people in Dynasty Leagues have been talking about 
you know, if their team's in a win now situation, do you look to trade Derrick Henry and, and, you know, do what the Rams are doing and, and try to, you know, alter your team to go win. But I'm sure for a lot of those, those rosters, Derrick Henry was the reason why you're in contention. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe who are you going to trade for? You know, you're going to have to find a team with a, a stud running back that isn't in contention that would be willing to trade their stud running back for Derrick Henry and probably lose the rest of their games. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a tough trade in a, in a tough situation, but um, let's get into the waivers. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's just jump into Tennessee since we, you know, we just talked okay. about Derrick Henry. Yeah, let's jump into Tennessee. Um, obviously, I think the the number one name to hear to mention right now is Adrian Peterson making a comeback um, like he never left. He signed with the Tennessee Titans today at 36 years old and is honestly likely to fill in on that early down rotational role. Um, he really was a functional back for the Detroit Lions last year, and apparently he's been staying in really good shape, um, just kind of waiting for an opportunity this year, and here it arises. And for the type of running style that Adrian Peterson um, you know, gave us for so many years, um, he's kind of the perfect fit if he still has some juice. So I know this morning I was personally going across, I'm sure you saw uh, in a lot of our leagues adding Adrian Peterson because he was still a free agent um, and you could pick him up for someone who was either on a buy or one of the Giants or Chiefs or someone who hasn't played. Um, so, yeah, I was going through all my rosters, picking them up where I could. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you did that as well, but he's still only rostered in 9% of leagues on Sleeper. Uh, 21 as of right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's upped a lot since this it's morning. It's literally jumped. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so he'll probably be the number one waiver wire ad, in my opinion. I mean, obviously Boston Scott, who we'll talk about, is up there. Uh, and Jeremy McNichols, who uh, last time I checked was only rostered in 6% of leagues. Um I think his I think how this breaks down is Adrian Peterson takes on the the one the first and second down role and and McNichols is in for passing work. I think really the only difference this does for McNichols is it bumps up his receiving work to 100%. Derrick Henry was kind of taking some of that work away this year which was a oh, surprise. He was doing by far his most pass catching yeah. of his career. So for me like Jeremy McNichols isn't that big. Like, I don't think his production changes that much, honestly. Like, maybe a, a slight uptick. But I think people are going to overpay for McNichols. Um, I think on the other side of that, especially in the first week or two, I mean, Adrian Pierce, even much as game shape he's in, he's still not in NFL ga like game, like actual yeah. game shape. Everybody, anybody who's ever actually played football knows the only type of way to get into game shape is to play games. Right. Um, doesn't matter how hard you train, doesn't matter how hard you practice, it's just different when you get into the game. Um. You're gonna have struggles with that, so I think the first week or two, McNichols actually has pretty high upside here. Uh, he'll get the he should get the bulk of the carry still, plus the passing down work. So um, I like him, and I mean, with Peterson, I don't know how much he's really gonna produce. I mean, sure he was serviceable last year, but he wasn't great by any means. He had, I mean, as many games as he had, you know, double digits. He has just as many games that were like under five points. So it's one of those yeah. weird things. I mean, he had he went into double digits one, two, 
three, four times went to double digits. Two of them at 12, two of them at 17. But the rest of the year, he had a couple nines. Everything else was like one point, two points, three points, one point, three, five, one, three. Um, that's just not something that I'm going to bank on, even in this offense. So I, I'm actually leaning the other way. I'm thinking Nichols is the much better pickup. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Peterson, for me, it's like he gar- he's guaranteed the goal line work, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be relying on Jeremy McNichols for that. I think um, they brought in AP and they're bringing him in really quickly to get him up to speed. And so I think he's going to have a role here. And um, Tennessee, much like you know the Rams, they've kind of obviously had a good year and they feel like they have a shot like this mm-hmm. year right now. I mean, they beat um, you know arguably the best two teams in the AFC when the Chiefs yep. and the Bills. So and so you know. If AD is um, serviceable at all, I think they're just going to use the shit out of him. Honestly, <laughs> well, you're, I mean, I think no, they're going to try to run it's the one wheels year, off. right? Yeah, I think they really will try to run the the wheels off of him, and and maybe he goes out with a bang. But he's definitely worth an ad, in my opinion. Um, especially today, if you could have got him for free uh, with dropping someone that you're not using or whatever, um, definitely worth it. Even right now, if you know, if it's not too late, but, um, yeah. So that's, that's the Tennessee Titans situation. Yeah. Let's um, add, let's make sure we add, add Trey's input here. So when it comes to McNichols, Trey's pretty worried about it being committee, um, uh, which I think it definitely will be a committee. Yeah. Probably, probably in the long run. But I, again, I think the first week or two McNichols is your guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as we expect, Trey is still on the Marlon Mack train. Would love if Marlon Mack got into the trade situation here and got to Tennessee. Actually, honestly, when I heard there Henry went down, Marlon Mack was one of the first guys that came to mind. There's just, could, there's no way the Colts are trading within the division. Yeah, to yeah, him to the <laughs> yeah Titans. There's I, no way. I agree, but uh, it would be a great pickup if they could get him. Uh, when it comes to Adrian Peterson, Trey says old AF <laughs> but has the highest potential of any other running back on our list you believe so yeah so obviously I Trey I think is leaning towards the same way you are there um with Adrian Peterson being pretty serviceable going forward the rest of the year yeah some other guys uh to bring up from the running backs obviously Boston Scott and the Philadelphia Eagles situation this was kind of a weird one man cuz Kenneth Gainwell um He's a guy I've been holding on to all year because I saw the potential in the receiving and the running ability. And so I thought last week um, I knew Boston Scott was going to be involved. I didn't think Jordan Howard would be (laughs) involved. I'll be straight up honest with you. But I knew Boston Scott would be involved heavily. I thought Gainwell would get more work. And maybe it's just because the game got out of hand quickly. They were you know, killing the Lions and they didn't really need to throw the ball or play from behind like they normally are um, because Gainwell didn't even get um, – he didn't even get a snap in the first quarter. I mean, it was Boston Scott um, to start the game. Boston Scott finished 12 attempts, 60 yards, two touchdowns. Jordan Howard, I think 12 – yeah, 12 attempts, 57 yards, two touchdowns. They basically split carries. How are you handling the Philadelphia backfield – situation so last week i said that i didn't think gainwell's uh position within the team would change i think he was still going to be the passing down back yeah and that's where it stuck 
oddly enough, with that being said, he actually had 13 carries versus the 12 for... Yeah, but they, those were all garbage time. Yeah, and it was well, when, he also did he did absolutely nothing with it. It was too. when the game was out of reach, and it was... I think they just put him in there because he's a rookie, and let's see what he can do. Could be. The um, other th- but the one thing about that that's concerning, it's the first game he didn't have a single target. Yeah. That's the concerning part. I, I know. Like, that's, yeah, that's another point I wanted to bring up is, is there was no receiving work. <laughs> Literally zero. And that could be because they were killing him. Now, this mm-hmm. it's game script. You got to think about that. But you think you would at least get some manufactured play written up, drawn up. There's none of that. So I'm a little bit worried, you know, these next couple of weeks with Miles Sanders still being out. It's like, how do you, who do you prioritize? You know, if, honestly. If you, None of them yeah. at this point until I see, unless I see something break down differently. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't want to start any of them. If I had to start one, I'm I, like honestly, I almost rather go to waiver wire and find like find a flyer for a guy, a guy. If I had to start one of them in my flex, but I think honestly, I think you're probably better off because you're never gonna put them in like your running back one or two slot. It's gonna be a more of a flex play regardless. Yeah, I think you have a better chance of having someone produce picking up a flyer receiver off the waiver wire than any of these guys giving you consistent production. If you had to, like, let's say you're, you know, riddled with injuries at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to play one of these three guys, who is it? Is it Boston Scott? Or is it? Well, it's definitely not um, uh, freaking Jordan Howard. <laughs> uh, I couldn't remember what his name was. Um, it's definitely not him. Um, he's, I think... In the long run, he's definitely still the third option in this backfield. Man, I would like to say Gainwell, but I don't know if we're going to get consistent production out of him is yeah. the biggest issue. It seems uh, like the only time you're going to get production out of Gainwell is when they're in, you know, when they're pass-heavy game scripts. Right. And Which, I mean, they'll probably be often right. because they're not very good. Um, man, so the, now I'm like almost, I'm like changing my mind as I'm speaking. They play the Chargers next week. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just okay. I'm gonna still go with Gainwell. They're 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 not a very good offense in general. They're gonna be behind a bunch, so he's gonna be in the game more often than Scott is because he's the better receiving back. So I'm gonna still go with Gainwell, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah, they play the Chargers, who are giving up the third most fantasy points a week to the position. Um, but I kind of have to agree with you. Even it's really hard after that stinker. Gainwell had, but I really think it was just game script. Um, and for a team that has been playing from behind all year, we haven't seen them play with such a lead yet. And so that was mm-hmm. why it was so baffling because we haven't seen them play that s- style of football yet. Right. right? <laughs> so um, I think more likely than not, they will be losing to the Chargers, even though the Chargers have been a little shaky as of late. Um, and probably playing from behind. So, yeah, I would agree. Kane Will's kind of the guy. But if you're looking to pick up one or two, Jordan Howard or Boston Scott, and and you're really deciding between those two guys for this week for a flyer, I would go Boston Scott. I but agree. I th- it you're you're going like... to have to pay up for Boston Scott. You're probably going to have to pay more than what he's worth just because of the situation. Probably. Um, it looks like from what Trace put on our, our uh, document here that uh, he thinks that Jordan Howard might be your, his, the more viable play strictly because of being a touchdown vulture. Yeah, and there's that's definitely a point. That's mm-hmm. how he got his 
touchdowns this game, you know. Yeah, so, well, shoot, man, that's how he's gotten touchdowns last that's how like, he's like made three or four career. years. Yeah, <laughs> shoot, man, he was in Miami vulturing touchdowns. Like he's just a, he vulture touchdowns in uh, Chicago after he wasn't the starter. Like, yeah, it's literally what he's done his entire career. You're right. Um, and he so he, Trey might not be wrong. I mean, honestly, I don't want any pieces backfield right now. At least not my not in my lineup. Maybe on my bench, but. I'm trying to pivot away from him completely. So these four backs, though, uh, Scott, Howard, McNichols, Peterson, if you are if you need to prioritize one of them, you're going McNichols? I am going McNichols, especially this first couple weeks. Okay. Um, and if you're in a, in a bind, I mean, for two weeks, I'd spend some, some good amount of fab on him. Yeah, I agree. And I honestly have the same sentiment on Peter. Peterson's more of a long-term rest-of-season play. McNichols more of the fill-in, you know, next-week play. Um, another guy I wanted to bring up though, Jeff Wilson, uh, his 21 day practice window opened back up today. He most likely won't be back this week. Uh, but I have a hunch he will be a large or big waiver ad next week. Right now he's only rostered in 22% of leagues. Uh, but he's going to make his way back to this 49er backfield, give them a little bit more veteran depth. Um, and could compete with Elijah Mitchell for touches right away. Mitchell's been good, but we know how Shanahan likes to mix things up. So stash Jeff Wilson. I've been stashing him pretty much all year and wait and see what happens. Dude, it's so weird. I just had trouble trying to find him on the sleep rap because he's listed as Jeffrey. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I never heard weird. anyone refer to him as Jeffrey. Yeah, uh, threw me off too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if you're going to do it, this is – this would be the week to do it. Get him because you'll get him for free right now. Yeah, I mean, competitive leagues. He was probably added, you know, a couple weeks ago. Not even, maybe not. You know, so uh, I'm just talking about like super deep leagues. I guess he was probably added, but um, he's still widely available. So if you have an IR spot, you could probably still put him in on your IR right now. Yeah, he's on the pup, so um, if you have one open for sure. So yeah, throw him, throw him on your bench. See how that all breaks down. Holy crap, dude! What? You added him way back in September. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I'm way too addicted to looking at players I can stash. It's not Man, they're talking about the freaking playing the long game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he was originally supposed to be back in October. Yeah. So it was only like a month out when I stashed him, and now it's just gone on and on. Uh, but should be back soon, maybe two weeks. So, yeah, get him. Um, moving on, uh, another guy that we've been talking about week to week, every single week, Rashad Bateman, still only rostered in 51% of leagues. I think he should be in 100% of leagues. Um, he was a he's a all-star in college, a freak. Um, he He's going to be a solid weapon for – uh, the Baltimore Ravens, who have been throwing the ball more, I think I saw Lamar Jackson is averaging like seven more passing attempts a game on the year than he did last year, and he's looked better throwing the ball. Rashad Bateman looked explosive in his first debut. They were on bye last week, but this guy needs to be rostered, like no doubt about it. Completely agree. Um, I mean, anybody who was – did you see? Hold on, sorry. Did you see Trey's note on this? I just read it. Uh, it's pretty funny. I'd be roster. If I had him, I'd be roster bait, Bateman all over the place. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> oh 
Oh, Trey. Yeah, he's, classic. He, he's one punny fella right there. Yeah, he is. Um, but no, I completely. Agree. I mean, I don't. I'm surprised it's only fifty percent. Uh, it was actually fifty two last week, and it dropped down to fifty one. Uh, as of right, uh, looking at it in the sleeper right now, it's fifty, so it dropped another percent for whatever reason. Because everyone's dropping them to pick up Adrian Peterson. Could be because he was on buy this week, so you could drop Bateman. That's true. I did not though. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, outside of Jamar Chase, um, who I know people were worried about in the preseason, but like outside of Jamar Chase, out of all rookie receivers, this was the guy I was most excited about. Yeah, the he's the dude's a freak. He's six two two ten. I mean, he's He's a he's not huge, but he he plays bigger than he actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like you said, he's a crazy athlete, huge big play threat. Um, I mean, I believe he's going to be the receiver number one in this offense. Yeah, I think pretty quickly, quickly. Yep. And I would absolutely stash him. Yeah. Uh, in all leagues, I mean, honestly, I think week to week he's a borderline flex play already. So yeah, I mean, I already I started him his his first game back or his debut. Um, and I'm not going to hesitate to start him moving forward either. I think he's going to have a big second half of the year. Um, I actually at the FF fathers posted a little, uh, tweet about him with a cool video that Minnesota, uh, posted with a bunch of his highlights. Um, so Minnesota posted a video. Uh, oh, the Gophers. The Gophers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that's interesting. Cause they're playing the Vikings this week. Mm-hmm. So I was a little confused. Oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, the Gophers, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, go check it out at the FF Fathers. Um, next guy on our list here, Devontae Parker, rostered in 49% of leagues. Last week he had 11 targets, uh, eight receptions, 85 yards, and gets Houston this week. So he's a guy that you could pick up and flex, I think, uh, right away as a fill-in. Absolutely. I mean, in every game he has played, he's gotten eight targets. Yeah. In like every game, like I mean, it's alternate seven nine seven nine seven nine. It's, like, it's at least seven targets in every single game. Yeah, and eleven in the last one. I mean, he's gonna produce. He this is one of those guys was gonna have a you know he had broke out last year and I thought he was just gonna build on it and he's had some injury issues and whatnot. Um, the only problem is that like he's not getting targeted in the red zone. Yeah, and that's what's killing him. He's not scoring touchdowns. Um. Should he be rostered in basically every league? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. The, I mean, the the snap counts there. The target shares there. You need a you need a roster him, um, and hopefully they'll start to get him more implemented in the red zone, and then he's a starting receiver. Yep. Uh, Jamison Crowder rostered in twenty nine percent of leagues right now. Uh, nine targets last week, eight receptions, eighty four yards with good old Mike White slinging the ball back there. <laughs> Just real quick, let me to back up. Forgot about Trey on on Devonte there. Oh. Um, says that he's a solid play if and when he's healthy, which is one of the worst parts things of his career. He's yeah. not in the field that often. Yep. But I mean, as he says, it should be on way more leagues. I mean, he should be on probably in seventy five percent of leagues. You're not not necessarily be starting him. So it should be on your roster. Right, and you know. Obviously, in really, really shallow leagues, maybe not, but in in normal to deep leagues, yeah. 10 and 12-team leagues, you should be on your roster. Yeah. Uh, Jameson Crowder, 29% rostered, um, nine targets, eight receptions, 84 yards. Um, he looks to be Mike White's number one target <laughs> when he's out there. Um, Mike White, they've already slated him to get the start next week. 
Um, yeah. uh, Robert Sala said it with a smile after yeah. the game. Well, he's earned it, right? I mean, he said, "Oh yeah, he's starting." Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think this is great news for Crowder, though. Like, um, Mike White, not afraid to to just rely on the checkdowns and let his guys go make plays. A lot of times we saw Zach Wilson trying to make plays and throw the ball down the field. Mike White is happy to check it down and let the athletes go make those plays. Um, so I think it's good news for Crowder. Um, Carter also, Michael Carter, uh, who we'll talk about in our buy or sell, but he had 14 targets last week. Um, <laughs> insane. Like, like, Ty Johnson also. So, um, you know, I think, well, we know Mike White's starting next week. So I think Crowder becomes a, a must start. Um, Carter becomes a must start and I think you can even flex Ty Johnson and get you some, some of that check down gold. I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on Ty Johnson. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're getting a little, little hey, froggy 17 there. 17 points last week. Um, he made that play to get into the end zone. I know. I just, that's a little dicey for me. Um, somehow, I mean, Mike White, all he did was check it. He threw 45 pass attempts, including 37, because I think his air yard was like four freaking yards. Yeah. Uh, it was nothing. But they got the win, so, you know, how how are you going to you know, fault him for it? Um, Between Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, there were 20 targets <laughs> to the running backs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's almost <laughs> half of his, of his total throws. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I think those both those guys, if they get that kind of work – I mean, I think you can start him, but Jamison Crowder has to be rostered in more than 30% of leagues. Yeah, it's, it's that's crazy. crazy. Especially when, like, with Mike White in for sure, uh, Corey Davis, I think he gets hurt the most in this. Yeah. He only had six targets and four catches, but it's like, if he's checking down, Corey Davis isn't the check down, make, a, make somebody miss type of receiver. He's the big body receiver that, you know, go up, make yeah. a play down the field, you know, just body somebody. Well, so, here's the thing. Corey Davis... Um, probably not going to be playing Thursday. They're they're the Thursday night game, so we'll get into that in our Thursday night preview right after by ourselves. Uh, so we'll just dis- yeah we'll discuss that a little bit. Uh, Elijah Moore thirty percent rostered. Um, he he's you know Crowder's teammate. He had six targets, six receptions for sixty seven yards. Um, look, he still needs to become more consistent. He's just a rookie. But he made the most of all the targets that he got last week from good old Mike White. Um, like I just said, Corey Davis um, probably not going to be back. Um, so possibly you could play him this week, but I think he's, Elijah Moore is still kind of a stash right now. But he should be picked up off of waivers, I think. Um, I'm not completely sold on picking him up. If you're in a deep league, I'll give you that. But, I mean... It's just he hasn't been consistent. I mean, he actually has gotten a decent amount of targets for the most part, but he's just not doing a whole lot with them. Yeah. Um, but he's another explosive rookie, though, that yeah. just needs. He, I think, he definitely the bodes well for with Mike White in yeah. terms of being the, a checkdown king because, like, that. I mean, he's 5'10, 178, but, like, he makes guys miss. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still. I don't think I'm necessarily going to roster him yet, unless it's a deep league. If I'm in a 14 or 16, I would absolutely, if he's not for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm in a 10 or 12, 10 or 12, I'm probably not going to try to pick him up yet. Okay. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's rostered in 26% of leagues. Um, 
Look, he's finally getting his chance. Ebron was out last week. This guy was drafted as kind of a freak athlete, tight end, very skilled ball player. Um, just, you know, us fantasy managers have been waiting on him to get opportunities. He got them this week. He got some last week also, but uh, four receptions on seven targets last week for 44 yards and caught the game-winning touchdown on a really nice play. Uh, finished as the tight end two on the week. So Pat Fryermuth is an absolute must-add at tight end right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as Ebron continues to be out, he's a, he's probably a must-start, honestly. Um, he should get those looks, but... You don't think they continue to get him involved after like what he's shown the last couple weeks? Not necessarily, because, I mean... Uh, up until that point, he's still he's completely split fifth uh, snaps fifty fifty with Ebron. Yeah, um, and that's worrisome. Even though he, he's shown a ton, and I think he's better, but I think the biggest issue is like if you're put, putting him in there as a stealer, you're as a tight end, you're expected to block. Yeah, and that's probably his biggest sticking point is that he doesn't make block. He can't make very good blocks in run game. He's still learning that that bit. Um, he's more even coming out of college. He's more of a pass catcher than he was a blocker. So I think that's what's keeping him off the field right now. Um, obviously, in the future, he's an absolute guy you want. Yeah. Um, and I, if you if you're rolling with two tight ends, not a terrible stash. But unless I'm in like in a dynasty league, I'm holding off still. Um, and while Ebron's out, you play him. When Ebron yeah. comes back, uh, I'd probably drop him again. Honestly. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, he's definitely the receiving option there for the tight ends Ebron can get it done a little bit but he's only had like two targets in every single game this week um (laughs) or this year um so for me I'm like yeah I think they I think they get Friar more involved here in the second half of the season and he becomes a big red zone target I I can see that sorry we keep passing over Trace comments in our our doc on some of these guys uh oh yeah uh Trey's a huge James Crowder guy, so he he should be a starter while White's at the helm. He says that he's the PPR god. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Elijah Moore, said this all rests on Mike White being the white guy in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about white, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, in New York. Yeah. In New York. Um, and fire him up, fire muth. There you go. Yeah, I like it. Um, starter when he browns out. Yeah, so he feels the same yeah. about you. Yeah, when Ebron's out, Fire Muth, or Fear, Fire, I think you spelled his name wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, he's definitely a uh, a must start while Ebron's out. Uh, kind of sucks Trey's not here for this next guy. He's been hyping him up. This is boy! <laughs> Dan Arnold, rostered in 12% of leads, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, 10 targets last week. Hey, can I just say this real quick? I don't know what the hell Urban Meyer's doing as a coach. I don't even think he's a coach. I don't even know what's like what I don't know what the game plan is or if there is a game plan or if they just kind of show up and go hey go try it Trevor see what happens like <laughs> I don't understand what's happening with this team. Uh Urban's over there without even like a headset on just like hanging out, you know, on the sideline like I could barely watch that Seattle Jacksonville game on Sunday. Like it was terrible. Um I mean they made the Se- they made the Seahawks look really good. Yeah, they did. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, Urban Meyer is terrible. This is 
terrible team, terribly coached team. Um, Dan Arnold is their leading receiver. So, I mean, there you go. 10 targets, eight receptions, 68 yards, led the team in receiving again, two out of three games. Um, you know, Jamal Agnew, the guy that wears number 39 is out there running routes and getting tar most like the most targets on the outside. LaVisca Chenault is nowhere to be found. Um, yeah, Marvin Jones is there, I guess, but you know, let's, let's focus on Jamal Agnew, you know, like I don't, I don't get it. Um, but anyways, Dan Arnold for Dan Arnold's sake, he's a solid tight end play going forward. Like he has to be respected as a tight end two, you know, maybe even a tight end one at this point because he's getting so many targets. He's obviously a part of their game plan if there is one and he needs to be picked up and played. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it, I mean, honestly, Urban Meyer, it doesn't make any any damn sense what he's doing. Dude, he's not like he doesn't even have a headset on. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't. Know, I I think he's running. I think he's too busy running to the side to the sidewall and like just throwing a dart at the play call. The play sheet, <laughs> like, like that one. I'm like, is this? We're guy... doing that one. Punting on second down. Yeah, let's do it. That sounds great. I mean, is it, does he even want to be there? Like, I don't get it. It's so weird no, to me. He's too busy out on the bars grabbing ass, and he just picks guys that you know are his favorite guys. I guess I don't know. I mean. There was one I, I was watching. I was in and out of that game. Obviously, I wasn't watching that game by itself. And um, I saw Jamal Agnew running a route. Trevor threw him the ball. Jamal Agnew just stopped running. Like for some reason, he didn't run through his whole route. And you know, Trevor missed him. And I was just like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, you know, you mean the DB does not run receiver yeah. routes. <laughs> Interesting. The guy wearing number thirty nine doesn't know how to run a complete route. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's just frustrating. Like, but I don't get it. Um, I think Trey clearly has our same sentiment. He's been on Dan Arnold since he started. Uh, you know, since, since the trade game one, he was like, "All right, he, this is the guy." In two out of three games, he has been their leading receiver. Um, yeah, and he basically is the top receiver for them at at this point. That's what Trey says, um, or for the offense at this point. And he's it's completely correct. I mean, twelve twelve percent ownership is crazy. Uh, it should be much higher than that, even if you don't start him week in and week out, because the offense can be dicey just in general. Right. Um, but he should be, for, for certainly be rostered more than twelve percent leagues. That's that's just stupid. Yeah, ten targets for a tight end is huge. So, um, obviously it's a focus to get him the ball. Um, so yeah, pick him up. Tyler Conklin, another tight end worth mentioning here, rostered in twenty nine percent of leagues. Last week he had an eighty two percent snap share. Uh, with seven targets. So he continues to have a role in this offense. Um, obviously, the Vikings had a tough tough week uh, last week against Dallas and Cooper Rush. Uh, but Tyler Conklin's providing a nice tight end floor with upside for, for touchdowns. So he's only had one touchdown on the season, but if, if they get him more involved in the red zone, um, those touchdowns could come. He's he's a tight end worth a stream um, every once in a while. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, I'm going to quote Trey because I agree with him completely. Meh. <laughs> uh, moving on to some quarterbacks here uh, that are hitting the waivers. Taysom Hill, probably worth mentioning. We know Trevor Simeon um, just orchestrated that win over Tom Brady and the Bucks. 
um, after Jameis Winston went down with the ACL tear. But, um, you know, uh, early reports are suggesting that Hill will be active in week nine. And, and we all know what happened last year when he was playing quarterback. It was kind of like that Jalen Hurts type of fantasy production where it's not super pretty on the field. He was winning games, though, but he was basically locked in for like 20-plus a week at quarterback because of the running ability um, and his ability to make plays on the ground. So I think Taysom Hill is worth a stash, uh, worth a look, because if for whatever reason Trevor Simeon doesn't work out or if they just decide to go with Taysom Hill, which they definitely could, um, that's a huge late season, um, you know, guy that you could add that could really make a difference on your roster. Oh, absolutely. Um, as you said, I mean, he started four games last year and he scored at least 17 points in all of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, 18, 20 points is what you can basically guarantee from him. And luckily, like with his injury, um, it was concussion, but that means that, and they've held up since week five, so he should have very little lingering effects from it. It's not like he, you know, sprained it. It wasn't like a muscle or a ligament situation. Like, he should come back just fine. So, uh, I'm completely, as everything you guys said, Trail said that he's going after him in every single league he's in. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I must say, Trey, bid high. Yeah. Good fellow. <laughs> bid high. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there, too. So, we'll see which one of us. I'm sure I'll, we're, we're all going to be like. Bring your wallet. <laughs> we're going to be like very, like. You know, thought worthy, and someone's come out with like fifty dollars. Yeah, someone's gonna $90. some some dummy in our yeah some Still dummy in our league. Gonna, waiver. Some dummy in our league's gonna outbid us. I probably have the least waiver amount in every league, so that's yeah. And I'm probably not getting. I'm, I'm, we had a hundred dollar budget. I'm down to like thirty two. Yeah, that's that's pretty normal though. <laughs> uh, Tyrod Taylor um, should be returning from IR soon. Houston Texans really need him. He's rostered in twelve percent of leagues. So um, he's worth a look, maybe stream uh, if he gets back healthy soon. Uh, he's day to day right now. Um, until I hear he's gonna be back in the lineup, I'm not gonna roster him. Though. Yeah, I wouldn't probably waste a roster spot this week. Yeah. Um, I'd wait to see what happens, but we do hope he comes back soon because. I, but I think when he is back, I think he's a great stream play. Honestly. Yeah, I think um, that's yeah me too. I mean, he had. 22 points in week one, and in week two when he got hurt, only played 40% of snaps. He still had 16 already in that game. Yeah, and hopefully he can help support Cooks, give him a little more consistency and that's what I'm and, the, on too. and the rest of the weapons there. That would be nice. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa, 44% rostered. <laughs> I had to push that one out. Dude. <laughs> well done, man. Well done. <laughs> you almost got to just, yeah, say it angrily or like physically <laughs> just force that one out. Uh, not a great week last week. It was just average, but um, he plays Houston this week. So I think he again becomes a streamable option. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a Tua hater, but I was the, the doubter of the group for sure on Tua. Yeah. Um, and you know, from his play and hearing, hearing Trey week in and week out, just, just ride for him. Uh yeah, I, I'm starting to turn for sure. Uh, he should be rostered and and if you stream QBs, maybe not. If you only go on one QB, if you're if somebody who likes to hold on to two QBs at a time on your roster, he should be rostered everywhere else. Yeah, 
he um you know he was never a guy that I was super high on even coming out of college I think I felt he there was a little bit of too much hype maybe just because he was coming from Alabama but and all the things he accomplished there but um he's been getting better and better like the tape you know um so he's definitely improving um gives you some rushing upside so yeah and I think playing Houston uh becomes an easy stream option so um this next guy we got to bring up <laughs> because he had literally a historic day and finished as the number two overall fantasy player, I think, behind ah, behind someone. I guess I'll have to look it up. But he finished the day on number two, Mike White, uh, the quarterback for the New York Jets. He finished behind Josh Allen. That's right. Um, look. <laughs> He's only rostering 3% of leagues. He completed 82% of his passes, 405 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two picks, but one of those was definitely not his fault. Went right off the hands of, I believe, Michael Carter and got intercepted. And he's playing the Colts next week. Um, You know, like Trey said, probably too good to be true, but I don't care. I like him. (laughs) So, I don't know. Would Would you consider picking up Mike White? spending any fab no no (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't um i mean honestly there's so many qbs is you know such a deep deep group and he actually looking at the stats at least for sleeper he actually he did tie for first uh with his teammate michael carter um they him carter and josh allen all scored 28 points last week which is the number one yeah in fantasy um but honestly, yeah, uh, QBs, they're too deep to, like, I'm not going to take a flyer on, you know, Mike White producing like that again, regardless of who he's playing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, well, now an NFL defense has a full week to prep for him. And, yeah. or, or not a full week, actually. It's a short week. But um, still, they get a prep for Mike White. And so we'll see how, you know, that changes things. But Honestly, against a guy like him, seeing that he's, like, been an absolute checkdown monster. Yeah. Dude, I'm playing one deep safety and said, bet. See if you throw the ball deep yeah, on Yeah, exactly. Yeah, beat us downfield and and see what happens. But Colts have been somewhat vulnerable in that um, secondary. So, um, yeah, for me, I, I'm probably not picking him up yet either or spending any priorities or, or fab on him. Um, just too risky, and there's, like you said, so many options out there. Um, like I would rather start Tua over him for sure next week. Um, so, so, all right. With that being said, since you're the last guy, let's move into our buy or sells. Yeah. Which let's just go directly to Mike White. We're skipping out a little bit, but whatever. Um, well, Trey messed this all up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little goofy, but all right. So Trey buys, uh, or I'm sorry, the over under or the buy or sell for Mike White was, uh, 17 plus points. Okay. Yep. So uh, Trey's buying. He says it's an obvious one, but the more competitive the Jets can be, the better since there wouldn't be garbage time and the reason to bench or rest him. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he meant that one. Oh, I think he switched it up. I yeah. think he's talking about Michael Carter. He got switched up a little bit. Okay. Hold on. He says he likes him, but he's the selling. The way he wrote this out was just terrible. Yeah, sorry. So. We're trying to do, like do this on the fly. So, okay, sorry. Trey is selling on Mike White, on Mike White. So Mike White, 17 plus points or more against um the Colts on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Trey's selling. Yeah, as he said, well, as I just said earlier, too many other proven options you could probably pick up off the waiver wire. 
Um, what about you? You buy or sell? No, I'm I'm selling. Um, I don't. I mean, you know, the the saying is lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot, and I don't foresee that happening with this situation. I just, it's too much. I mean, the, or, I'm buying, or, baby. I'm riding the lightning. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm riding that lightning. Wow. Yeah, mostly because both of you guys sold, and um, and I just want to be different, but. But I honestly believe he can do it. Like to say he can put up a, a top twelve week, I think he can on Thursday night football, prime time. Mike White's feeling himself. Um, the Jets team feeling themselves after a big win. Look, I think he comes out slinging and checks down here, there, everywhere, and you know Crowder and Carter go make some plays for him, and he gets seventeen. I think it's a. I think it's a. Uh, a reasonable benchmark for Mike White right now. Thursday night football. Let's go, baby. Okay. Um, I thought for sure we were all going to sell that. Yeah, no, you uh, thought you wrong. Honestly. All right, let's go back up to the top here. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell has had a couple nice games of the rookie running back in San Francisco. Can he do it again, though? Do you think he can get 15-plus 15 or more fantasy points against Arizona this week, who have been pretty tough against running backs. They're only giving up 14.7 points per game to the position as a whole. Trey says, bye, he's a beast, enough said. What do you say? I mean, he's done really well so far this year and basically every game he's played, um, the you know only the few he has. But I'm going to sell. Okay. I think that this Arizona defense is just it's just too good right now, honestly. Um, it's just, I mean, they're, they're what top five in the, in the league right now for fantasy points against running yeah. backs. Right? Yeah. Only giving up 14, seven points per game to running backs and they looked good last week. Um, yeah, that's, yeesh. I'm going to, I'm just going to sell. I honestly, and most of it is that I can't really trust this San Francisco offense. Um, as any uh, that plus how good the Arizona's defense been, so I'm gonna sell. I'm going under 15. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna buy it just because, you know, Debo's struggling with some injury now. I think, uh, obviously, the other receiving options, Ayuk and all that, have have not been great. Kittle, I think, might be back, but not 100 percent sure on that. Um, I just think they might lean on the running game pretty heavily in this game. And although Arizona has been pretty good against the run, um, San Francisco has been running the ball well. The Lion has been creating some holes, and Elijah Mitchell's look explosive. He's got, I think he's, you know, like right around five yards of carry on the season. Uh, for sure in the last two games he was. Um, yeah, I think he gets into the end zone. I think he has another good week and, 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 hits that benchmark 15 points. I would be worried about this though with Jamichael Hasty, who's getting all like the third down work. The good thing is, is Mitchell's still getting the goal line work. Uh, for whatever reason, they think Hasty's a better option on third down, which I, you know, I get the sentiment of using multiple guys, but I don't understand putting in a, you know, a guy who's not as good on third down, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's something NFL teams do across the board, and I've just never really understood it. Like, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, 
Like, okay, this, we have two running backs. One is really, really good. The other one's, eh, he's okay. But we're only going to use our really, really good running back on first and second down, and then we're going to bring in the okay back on third down. It's like, what's the difference? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Apparently, Elijah Mitchell can't catch the ball or something, so he can't play third down. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll buy. That's my Elijah Mitchell rant for the day. But he's been great. He's been, you know, really good the last two weeks that he's been given the opportunities, and I, I would imagine Shanahan continues that. Hopefully. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, do we think he'll have 20 plus against the Jets on Thursday night football? Uh, the Jets are getting the most points to running backs in fantasy. Um, Trey says is buying. He says it's obvious. He actually thinks that with Mike White at the helm, the Jets will be can be more competitive, which means that there's just more playing time for Jonathan Taylor because they won't have to bench him right or you know give him any rest. So, uh, and honestly, that logic makes sense. But I'm going to sell. And the reason why is because if you look at the breakdown of points for the Jets, they're actually only giving up the uh, 12th most rushing yards. A lot of the where they're getting hurt is through the passing game, which bodes to Naheem Hines. Uh. So, so, and I think John Taylor's not going to have a bad game. So, like I'm saying, John Taylor gets eight points. You know, yeah. Jonathan Taylor is going to have a good game, 15 to 17 points probably. But I think he's coming under 20 because Naheem Hines has. Also a good game. I think Naheem Himes actually, a uh, little foreshadowing to our, the matchup game, is a very, very strong flex play this week. Yeah, um, for me, it's a buy. New York Jets are giving up 28.7 fantasy points a, a week to the running backs, uh, which is the most in the NFL. So, you know, I think Jonathan Taylor can, he can get 15 points in one big run. You know, <laughs> he's just so good. Um, he's incredible. He's like a number one, number two dynasty running back right now, in my opinion. Um, I have to buy this against the Jets. I can't sell it, even though I kind of want to, but just because I want to, you know, be the best on these buyer sales and have the best winning <laughs> ratio. But, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm buying it. Yeah, twenty plus for Jonathan Taylor against the Jets. Let's go. Uh, another jet on our buyer sales. We kind of went crazy here. Uh, Michael Carter, 13 plus Thursday night football. Again, we're basically doing our preview in the buyer. sell. I just realized, <laughs> uh, do we think Michael Carter can get 13 plus, uh, against the Colts? Uh, Trey bot. He said his work is steadily increasing and he's been the only bright spot in the backfield. Um, I'd say that's true until, Ty Johnson went off last week also. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to buy. Honestly, as we discussed earlier, he had 14 targets last week, which is just ridiculous. Like, who does he – like, Like who are you? Like, LaDainian Tomlinson? Like, come on. So, easy buy. Um, he should have a, a great game, honestly. Yeah, I think so, too. Look, I bought the Mike White 17-plus. I'm going to have to buy the Michael Carter 13-plus. Um. 14 targets in one game for a running back is um, ginormous, astronomical. So, yeah, um, check down King will strike again, I have a feeling. Um, so, yeah, I'll buy Michael Carter 13 plus uh, for sure PPR, even half PPR standard, eh, but uh, for sure PPR. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 
15 points next week uh, going up against the Baltimore Ravens. He only had three points last week against uh, Diggs in that Dallas defense. Do you think he can bounce back against Baltimore, who has a top 10 defense against wide receivers this year? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's tough against the Baltimore defense, honestly, but, I mean, he had a three points and half point PPR. He only had four points in full PPR. So, you know, either way, it was disappointing. It's not like you're, it's going to make that big of a difference. Um, but I, I'm with Trey Sentiment, who says you can't keep him down for too long. Um, I think Jeff, Jefferson's going to be pissed this week that he had such a poor showing last week. Yeah. And has a big game. Yeah, I think he could be out for blood as well, but I'm actually going to sell. Um, I'm going to say he hits in between that like 10 and 14 point range. Um, just because well, a little bit because you guys both bought it, but <laughs> but also because I think, you know, the Vikings offense has been a little stagnant as of late and didn't have a great showing last week. Um, you know, Zimmer's kind of on the hot seat. Things are not looking great in Minnesota right now, and I'm going to say Kirk Cousins and that offense struggles a little bit against a Baltimore defense that's been pretty good. So I'm going to sell that. Uh, Jefferson, Jefferson getting 15 points against Baltimore. All right, uh, let's touch on the Thursday night game a little bit before we close this thing out, even though we already pretty much talked about it quite a bit, but – uh, New York Jets taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are 10.5-point favorites. The over-under is 46.5 points. Um, T.Y. Hilton is out um, officially uh, with a concussion from last week, um, so he won't be playing. Uh, Taylor's smash play, obviously. Pittman, your smash and play. Zach Pascal, is he worth a stream with T.Y. out? Um, a flex? I don't think so, actually. I mean, Ty's missed most of the year, and he hasn't been much of a stream. You know, the rest of the year, I don't, rest of the year, I'm not sure why it would change yeah. this week. Obviously, you know, he had a really big week one, but outside of that, I mean, he's been pretty. You're really just hoping he gets into the end zone, and that's about it with yeah. Zach Pascal. You know, um, he had eight targets last week, uh, but still, it's it's a risky play. Um, so yeah, I'm not, ugh. like, I've been wanting to start him cause he's been getting red zone work and stuff like that, but I just think there's better options out there. I mean, and he also hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. Yeah. So yeah, now Zach Pascal, he's, he's definitely off the radar. Uh, what about Carson Wentz? Is he, would you think about starting him in this game? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, he's playing really good ball right now, if we're going to be completely honest about it. I mean, he has – we discussed it a couple weeks ago when we thought he was a great stream. I mean, he really has a floor of, like, 17 points this year. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think it's more good in terms of fantasy than it is in real-life football. <laughs> like, last week wasn't a – like, he, he had some really, like, what-the-hell moments, but – um, <laughs> you mean that pick six? Yeah, and just like you know, but that's Carson Wentz. Like that's how he plays, you know. And and um, but I I, I agree with you. I think for fantasy perspective, um, he's got a good matchup, and he's been playing a little bit better. Um, 
so yeah, I, I I think you can stream him this week. He's rostered in fifty six percent of leagues right now, um, so maybe available, uh, but definitely worth a look at stream if you need a quarterback. Uh, Moali Cox again, kind of same story every week with him. TD dependent tight end stream, and that'll be the same story yeah. on Thursday night. Yeah, not gonna change. Uh, that's and not, honestly, that's been him his entire career. I mean, he's popped onto the scene, what, two years ago? And it's been the same thing ever since. Um, if you get a touchdown, you're super happy. If he, when he doesn't, you get no points. So, yep. hopefully you're not in that kind of situation. But if you are, I mean, you, you could go worse. On the Jets' side of the ball, Corey Davis most likely not going to be available. Um, so you got Mike White, Michael Carter, Crowder, Elijah Moore. Those are kind of the four guys that you would consider starting. Um I think Michael Carter's a play. Jameson Crowder's a play. I think Elijah Moore's a bench for now. And Mike White, if you're desperate for a quarterback stream, I think you can stream him. But I'm not I'm not uh subscribing that. Yeah, um I think at best Jameson Crowder's a flex play. Uh only because like he's not gonna get a ton of red zone looks. Um, I mean, he had nine targets and eight catches for 84 yards, but at 10 yards a pop, like you would expect him to get a little more than that. But because everything's just, you know, check down, check down, check down. Yeah. Not a lot of upside to that. Um, with that being said, Michael Carter, I think is an, is a must start. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, he's still getting most of the back of the backfield carries. The target share is off the charts in the one week with Mike White. Um, I think he's a must start this week. And Mike White. I already sold in the 17 points. I'm not starting. <laughs> All right. Thought I could get you maybe once. Uh, that'll do it for our waiver wire show. Um, make sure you give us a holler at the FF fathers on Twitter. Uh, like subscribe, holler at us, let us know what you think. Uh, and make sure you keep an eye out Friday morning for our matchups episode. That's where we'll go through every single one of the matchups for the week. And get you oh, ready wait, hold for on. starts and sits. I totally spaced. I said on our watch out for our, our matchup list because I was talking about Naheem Hines. I just skipped over him in this Thursday night special. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Naheem Hines. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a must must start. Obviously, you're always you're obviously sorry, but Naheem Hines, I think, is a high end flex play this week. A okay. high end flex play. High end flex play. There you go. You got it from Herbie himself. Alrighty, guys. Well, uh, good luck on waivers. Hope you get the guys you want, and hope you don't spend all your fab, but if you have to, I understand. We'll oh. catch you later. Catch you on Friday with the matchups. Yep. Trey, get well soon. Uh, T's and peas, Trey. T's and peas. T's and peas. Deuces. <laughs>